I'm down in my basement watching a football game on a radio. How can we do what we're thankful for? In a minute. Come on in here. I want to show you something. Look at this. Ready? All right. Mike, KA0XTT. Just a little shout out. Anybody having a good time here on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Anybody hiding in their basement to avoid their relatives? The thing I like about these guys, if I don't want to listen to them, I just turn them down like this. Grandpa, this is due on Monday. All right, calm down. Let's do your little report. Um, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for radio, specifically ham radio. Ham radio is heavily regulated by the FCC, the same people who censor network television but not cable, so drug dealers and murderers become our heroes. They don't only censor, but they regulate my ham radio. They require me to have a license, test, and if they don't like what I have to say, they can find me or lock me up. What a great way to treat the last line of communication during the coming apocalypse. Why does the government choose to regulate free speech and ham radio, but anybody and operate, oh, I don't know, a hemp outlet. <laughs> so this Thanksgiving, while the rest of you are enjoying your turkey, I'm savoring my ham. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, FCC, because I know you're listening. I should have just done a book report. Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to the special week of podcast here on Roaring Light your source of news from News Source 1 Michiana, coupled with great Christian, independent artists, and fun music for Christmas from Roaring Light Radio and News Source 1 Michiana's Crazy Christmas Files. My name is Keith, your host, and this week is a special week. It's my last week in the state of Indiana, my last ever week except for visits in the state of Indiana, a place that I have known for 47 years. And so my focus this week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is to enjoy the Christmas music, get you up to speed on our some of our regular things that we normally do, and also to focus on Small Business Saturday coming up two days after Thanksgiving. So get ready. We are in Thanksgiving mode and Small Business Saturday mode and countdown to the end of Indiana for Keith all here on your Roaring Light podcast. Get ready for fun, community shop interviews, and great Christmas music. The countdown is on. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to 2022 Talks, where we are following our democracy in historic times. If the CEO of the railroad or other top executives at that railroad, I wonder if they would get fired if they got sick or if they had a medical emergency in their families. I doubt very much that they would get fired. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont says he supports railroad workers' efforts to fight for increased medical leave as they continue to negotiate new contracts. One of the largest railroad unions narrowly voted to reject a contract deal brokered by the White House in September. Experts say a national rail strike ahead of the holidays could cripple the U.S. economy.
Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock is encouraging Georgians to vote early in the state's December 6 runoff election, but Republicans say not on Saturday. If you eat on Thursday and shop on Friday, certainly you can vote on Saturday or on Sunday. The state of Georgia is appealing a judge's ruling that allows counties to offer early voting this Saturday ahead of the runoff between Warnock and his Republican challenger, Herschel Walker. Republicans say state law prohibits voting on days following a Georgia state holiday, which includes Friday. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody's ever seen before. Trump at 71, Rhonda Sanctimonious at 10 percent, Mike Pence at 7 Former President Donald Trump always enjoys a good crack at his political rivals, but a new Harvard Caps Harris poll survey finds Florida Governor Ron DeSantis closing the gap with Trump as they both vie for a shot at the White House in 2024. DeSantis has gained 11 points, earning the backing of 28 percent of Republicans, while Trump fell nine points to just 46 percent. Meanwhile, chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, Premula Jayapal, says President Joe Biden should run for a second term in 2024 and that he'll need the backing of progressives to win. We are going to have to keep the hope alive and show the pathway for people to turn out in 2024 so we can get the rest of the president's agenda done. A new USA Today Ipsos poll finds nearly three-quarters of Democratic voters say Biden could win if he runs again. Biden says he'll make an official decision on whether to run early next year. Two Arizona counties have voted to delay certifying their ballots from the midterm elections following Republican claims that vote-counting machines were not properly certified. Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, who lost to current Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, has claimed without evidence that voters were disenfranchised. Finally, the Justice Department has officially classified the suicide of a Capitol Police officer who defended the Capitol during the January 6th attack as a line-of-duty death, therefore allowing his family to receive benefits. I'm Catherine Carley for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Detailed forecast today sunny, with a high near 46. Light and variable wind becoming southwest 5 to 10 miles per hour in the morning. Tonight mostly clear, with a low around 29. Southwest wind around 5 miles per hour. Wednesday sunny, with a high near 51. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Wednesday night partly cloudy, with a low around 32. Calm wind becoming south around 5 miles per hour. Thanksgiving day a 30% chance of showers after 1 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 51. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday night showers likely, mainly before 1 a.m. Cloudy, with a low around 39. Chance of precipitation is 60%. Friday a 20% chance of showers before 1 p.m. Partly sunny, with a high near 47. Friday night a slight chance of rain and snow showers after 1 a.m. Partly cloudy, with a low around 31. Chance of precipitation is 20%. Saturday a chance of rain and snow showers before 1 p.m., then a chance of rain showers, mostly sunny, with a high near 49. Chance of precipitation is 40 percent. Children laughing, people passing, meeting smile after smile, and on every street corner you hear. Silver bells, I love 
up with loot. It's Christmas time in the city. Of this rain. 
salvation, Christ is Tried to smoke a rubber cigar. It was loaded and it exploded. <laughs> we two kings of Orient are tried to smoke another cigar from the same bash and we lit the match. <laughs> I am not the smartest monarch, lit a cigar and saw the spark. It was loaded and it exploded. <laughs> Former kings of Orient are we, smoking ended our monarchy. We were royal and now we're tinfoil from smoking a bad cigar. Oh. From the tragedy of ours, children learn don't smoke cigars. Cigars are terrible, terrible things, at least for Oriental kings.
Welcome to Roaring Light, and we are here, not just my final week in the state, but we're also focusing on businesses in the city with a heart, because this Saturday is Small Business Saturday, and joining me here is Mike Lucase from a very popular place in the city with a heart, La Macron. Hello, how are you guys? All right, we're doing a retake on this because my other recorder had the hiccups. And so tell us about La Macron, how it came about and how long it's been open. Well, we've been open now. This is our sixth week, going into our sixth week. This came about through us researching, trying to figure out something different to do for Elkhart. And we discovered La Macron French pastries. Okay. And so tell us about what you offer, you and Tonda here. We offer macarons, gourmet chocolates, pastries, gelato, sorbets, cheesecakes. We have all different kinds of little cakes. We have lemon tarts. We have savory croissants. We have croissants, chocolate croissants. We have meringues. We have jellies. And a little bit of everything. All right. And so what's business been like since you opened here? Yeah, business has been great. We've got a lot of positive comments. Our macarons are made with 80% almond flour, sugar, and egg whites. They are made with all gluten-free ingredients. We have over 23 different flavors in the macaron, as well as some gourmet chocolates. We have a wonderful uh, Canadian French chocolatier, hand-painted chocolates. You're showing me those. Earl. Those are awesome looking. Yes, and truffles, and just a variety of goodies here. And you had me get a chance to try out one of the gelatos, and you said this isn't quite like normal, ordinary ice cream. So what's the difference between a gelato and the self-serve or some of the other stuff? What, what's, what's the, what makes it really have that punch? Well, gelato is a slow-churned item. So when it's slow-churned, it gives the gelato a denser texture. Okay. Whereas ice cream is more of a whipping process. Uh, it's it's a light and fluffy is what ice cream seems like. Our gelatos is a denser. Uh, it gives you more flavor. Okay. Uh, gelato is made with more milk and less cream. There's also no eggs in gelato like there are eggs in ice cream. Uh-huh. And um, it's just, uh, it's it's. It's cooked at a higher temperature, so it allows the right experience, the more intense flavor, than you're gonna get out of ice cream. All right. And then we have sorbets as well, which are the fruit sorbets, which is just pure fruit, puree, sugar, and water. Wow. And so for folks, where can they find you? Tell us what your address is here in the City with a Heart, and also um, where can they find you online? Well, we are on Main Street in Elkhart. We're at 503 South Main Street, right next to Metzke's Florist and right. next to the Artisan. We're right in between the two of them. And we can be reached by phone at 574-326-3148. We're open Monday through Thursday, 10 to 6, and Friday and Saturday, 10 till 8. All right. And you said that this is a franchise, correct? It is a franchise. Uh, the 
people who started the franchise came over from France uh, in 2009, and Mama couldn't find a good macaron that she liked, so she recruited her daughter and son-in-law, who was a French pastry chef in Provence, and they moved here. Started up a shop making macarons down in Florida, opened another one and another one, and then they decided to franchise out, and it's we taken just, off. It's taken off, and we love the macarons, oh, and that's wonderful. why we brought it to Elkhart. Oh, that's great. And a lot of folks remember the Lucas name because of the, the deli there on Jackson, and then it moved out to County Road 17. And, and Mike, you said you used to, to cook out there? Yeah, I used to help work out there. I cooked out there, did a little bit of everything, make breads, pastas, you name it. And how's the family doing, in case people are wondering what's happened with the Lucases? They're doing great. Uncle John's going to be 95 this year. Wow. So everybody's still hanging in there. We lost my dad and my Uncle Leonard and my Aunt Joe recently. And was your dad the teacher at Elkhart? No, my dad was the hairstylist. Your dad was the hairstylist. My Uncle Ralph is the teacher. Okay. He's you know, still around. He's still around. <laughs> okay. I remember, I remember old Ralph because he was a psychology teacher of mine when I was a, a blazer back in the day. So... So, wow. So, thank you so much, very much, Mike and Tonda. And we will be back with a place that really has taken off in the next, over the last couple of years, the Dutch Colonel, right after we get done with this song.
And welcome to Roaring Light, and I'm over here at another tasty place, the Dutch Colonel Elkhart Branch, and with me is someone I interviewed for the old Easy Michiana radio days back during COVID or just before COVID, Mary Jess, and say hi to everybody, Mary. Hello, everyone. Good. Okay. So tell us about the Dutch Colonel. A lot of things, I'm sure, have changed and new things have added. So what's going on for the Dutch Colonel nowadays? And what are you doing for Small Business Saturday coming up? Well, um, for Small Business Saturday, uh, we are offering 50% off of our 10 refills. Okay. They're always 45% off, but we're giving that extra. Excellent. For, um, yeah. And what's new uh, with the Dutch Colonel? Well, um, my sister opened the first Dutch Colonel in Napanee in okay. 2018. Then I opened in 2020. Okay, that's when so I it, yeah, yeah. been two years. Okay. And now, two years later, in 2022, we opened our third location in Shipshawana, Indiana. Oh, really? Okay. So we're popping up all over the place. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And so tell us about, for those who have never been to the Dutch Colonel, it might be somewhere in South Bend or Niles or whoever listening, tell us a little bit about the Dutch Colonel. The Dutch Colonel is um, a sweet spot. Okay. Where people can just come in and um, we offer over uh, 40 samples. Okay. People can sample them, anything from your traditional cheese and caramel to um, Amish crack is of the people's favorite, which uh -huh. is a cinnamon uh, powdered sugar one. Um, another f people's favorite is the loaded baked potato. Okay. Um, and we just have... Um, Something for everyone. Anything from savory to sweets to anything in between. All right. And what are the hours here at the Dutch Colonel? And is it across the board between your other locations in Chichawana now and in Napanee too? It's close. Um, my hours here are from 12 to 6 on Main Street in Elkhart. Okay. The Napanee and the Chichawana ones are from 10 to 6, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And so... Do you have somebody that makes the special popcorn, or do you make all the flavors? How does it work? I make all the flavors for this shop. Okay. I make everything in-house. Um, Napanee makes all of theirs, and Shipshawana makes all of theirs. We make all the same. Okay. Yep. And so how can folks find the Dutch Colonel online? Do you have a Twitter and Facebook page? We do have Facebook, and we're also on Google. Okay. If you Google us, um, it'll take you right to our website. And then there's information of all three locations on there. All right. Yeah. All right. And for the Elkhart branch, what's the telephone number and the address? The telephone is 260-585-0736. All right. And the address is 524 South Main Street, Elkhart. All right. We're right beside the dive bar. And some folks remember this location as the Christian Hub as well. Yes, formerly the Christian formerly Hub. Formerly the yes. Christian Hub. Yeah. And so uh, what's your plans for 2023? Any, are you still looking at staying here or expanding or moving or anything like that? You know, we're just going to keep right on doing what we have been, which is um, popping. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, we love what we do. We enjoy um, serving this community and... Um, so yeah, just keep on doing what we're doing. All right. And has business picked up since COVID decreased? Uh, yes. Um, yeah, we definitely have. Our numbers are always going up. Great. Yeah. Great. All yeah. right. 
Well, thank you so much. And we have some more uh, interviews here in the community for Small Business Saturday. Get out and shop your local businesses. And this interview will be replayed on Friday on my final Indiana podcast. So take care, and we'll be with another business shortly. And a very special thanks to the Luke Cases and to Mary Jess for those two interviews. I wasn't able to get another one. But if you are looking for a place for some great clothes, check out the Stash Boutique Consignment Shop in downtown Elkhart. I visited them. They were pretty busy. But it looks like a real happening place for clothes. So if you're looking for that special item uh, or want a deal or you can give stuff away, get some money out of it, Check out the Stash Boutique Consignment in the City with a Heart this Saturday on Small Business Saturday. Also, special thanks again to Mary from the Dutch Curl for that great Amish crack and the peppermint bark flavored popcorn and to Mike and Tonda for the taste of the gelato, the, the mint gelato. Boy, that was delicious. And boy, you just have to check out those chocolates. Those custom designer chocolates. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And I'm just so glad that they have all these great connections and, and such great sweets in the city with the heart. Well, tomorrow we'll have more community interviews, more business interviews, and then a few more on Friday, my last podcast in the state of Indiana, but not the last podcast for Roaring Light. Yeah, Roaring Light's still going to continue, but it'll be continuing from southern Tennessee. So fear not. Uh, once I get settled in, before Christmas, I'll bring it back to bring you the latest electronically of what's happening in Michiana, thanks to our great program director, Sylvia Stark, and our great staff up in Indiana, plus the latest news that you're looking for, courtesy of News Source 1 Michiana. Another thing to be aware of is... The Canadian Pacific Holiday Train is coming through northern Indiana next week, extremely early on the 2nd of December. Find out more on my podcast, recorded in October, to answer any questions and get ready for my move. That podcast on the Canadian Pacific Holiday Train can be found on their sister station on Facebook, WMMR-IR, Michiana Music Radio. The train will be coming through northern Indiana very early, and I'm sure you want to find out all the details, the times, the locations to view the train, etc., 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 the history. That's your place to go. WMMR-IR, Michiana Music Radio on Facebook to get the latest on the train. More interviews tomorrow and more coming up for Small Business Saturday Eve on Black Friday. We have more coming up here on Roaring Light. Hey there, Eddie Limler here at Four Star Appliance, and I'm here to tell you about our big appliance extravaganza going on right now till Christmas Day. Friend, I wouldn't want to embarrass you for nothing in this world, but come on. 
Ain't it about time you take that avocado green refrigerator of yours and shove it on out into the snowbank? Ain't it about high time you take that harvest gold stove you've been clinging to and drop kick it on out to the curb? Come on now. We got your tapping, we got your roper, we got your Frigidaire, your Westinghouse, all in glorious shades of white and bone, black, bisque, and stainless steel. We got freezers that are just waiting to make you some ice cubes or stoves that's waiting to bake you a peach pie that'll make you the envy of everybody on your block, but they won't last long. No, sir, not at these prices. Not at these extremely low prices. Not at these extremely low extravaganza prices. We're talking 20% off. We're talking free delivery. We're talking free hookup. And by golly, if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get every penny back. Or my name ain't Eddie Lindbergh Limler. Hey, we're Four Star Appliance on the corner of Milton Street and Bradley. It's an extravaganza, and we're waiting to meet you. Come on down and see us, okay? Okay, and a Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy Hump Day. I'm Pastor Joel, and this is Happy and Whole in Him. The other day, uh, four astronauts were launched into outer space aboard the spacecraft Resilience to be launched in the heavens. That would be mind-blowing, but I'm about to read something far better. And if you take in Psalm 8, and I mean to the core of your being, to really meditate and feed on it, it is going to give you such a lift. It will change everything about how you think of yourself and the folks you know. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? and the Son of Man, that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You've given him dominion over the work of your hands. You've put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Do you ever think you don't matter? Feel small and insignificant? Can you imagine being those astronauts out there looking back at Earth? Do you know if our galaxy was shrunk down to the size of the North American continent, our solar system would fit into a coffee cup? Do you think any of those astronauts are thinking, well, I'm pretty big in the scale of things. Psalm 8 highlights who is big. This psalm is bookended by the Lord, our Lord, whose name is majestic, whose glory is above the heavens. And of course it is. 
The heavens, the moon, and the stars are the work of his fingers. I mean, I've made a few things with my hands that I'm pretty proud of. I've also got projects around the house that I hope no one else looks at too closely. But Almighty God has endless handiwork that is mind-blowing. Have you ever looked at shots from the Hubble telescope? This awesome God has set in place hundreds of billions of stars in the Milky Way alone. And there are over 200 billion galaxies more that are observable. Are you feeling more insignificant now? Hold on to your chair. That is not what God says about you. The psalmist says, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? What really blows the psalmist's mind is not merely the majesty of the one who created the cosmos. Rather, that with all that this great God could be focused on, we, you and me, we are what is on God's mind. God cares for us. God is concerned for you. That is why the psalmist bookended his song with, Lord, our Lord. You see, God is not a distant God. He is our God, a personal God who wants to care for us. And what is further life reorienting is that this personal God has not made us a little higher than the animals, like Darwin and your science books say. No. God has made us a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned us with glory and honor. You hear that? Glory. Who else has glory? God whose glory is above the heavens. This God has crowned us too with glory and honor. My friends, if you take that in from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, you will never look at yourself in the mirror the same way. And you won't look at anyone else the same way either. You will see that all humans deserve honor no matter how deeply flawed they are. And Psalm 8 gets even better because it says you are greatly loved. Joel, where do you see that in Psalm 8? Actually, it's in Hebrews 2 where the writer quotes Psalm 8 and then says, it now also refers to Jesus. Verse 9 who was made a little lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. God loves you and showed you his power to save by ironically becoming a baby in a manger. The Son of God became all we are by nature, that we might become all he is by grace alone, by believing in him, and because Jesus has been raised from death into glory, we need not fear death in a pandemic. And we can live meaningful lives seeking to introduce others to our God by telling them how majestic is his name in all the earth. O oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We marvel that you have stooped down to speak to us this encouraging word. Grant that we might better see Jesus who is made low to lift us up, that we then might out of gratitude seek to do the same for our neighbors. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Public News Service Daily Newscast, November the 22nd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. 
The EPA says it plans to tighten up proposed rules aimed at curbing methane emissions from oil and gas wells, the largest industrial source of methane emissions in the nation. Research shows methane, which is a potent greenhouse gas, comes along with hazardous air pollutants and volatile organic compounds. Exposure increases asthma attacks and other respiratory issues and heightens cancer risk. Lauren Pagel with Earthworks says a significant number of West Virginia residents are living in harm's way. There are almost a half a million West Virginians who live within a half mile of oil and gas extraction. And the best science shows us that folks within that half mile radius are the most at risk for the health impacts. She explains that the agency released a draft rule last year that did not fully address the hundreds of thousands of wells with leak-prone equipment or the need for community monitoring for more effective enforcement of regulations. She says the updated version of the rules fills in those gaps. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin continues to push for legislation that would greenlight the approval process for oil and gas pipeline infrastructure and weaken environmental protections. The LGBTQ community continues to mourn those killed at a shooting at a Colorado nightclub over the weekend. Over in South Dakota, advocates say those attacks make members feel unsafe at a time when they're trying to have a stronger voice. Investigators are still looking into the attack at the LGBTQ venue, but it did happen on the eve of the Transgender Day of Remembrance, and many dignitaries were quick to condemn violence linked with hateful rhetoric. Jack Fonder of the Transformation Project says the South Dakota gathering for the Day of Remembrance included a tribute to those killed. He says community members are faced with a difficult reality right now. It's a thin line, right? Like, we do need to stand up. We need to be strong. We need to be seen. We need to be visible. But it's scary. Not everybody is okay being out because that does, in essence, put a target on your back. Fonder says he's convinced recent attacks and threats of violence are fueled by conservative politicians and special interest groups pushing anti-LGBTQ laws. Supporters of those policies cite motivations such as religious freedom, and South Dakota has seen several bills considered or adopted. I'm Mike Moen. It was six years ago that nearly 50 people were killed in a shooting at an Orlando, Florida nightclub, making that the deadliest attack on the LGBTQ community in U.S. history. This is PNS. Next week, the State Coastal Conservancy will vote on a strategic plan to guide how hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars get spent over the next five years. At stake is the future of California's 1,100-mile coastline. Liliana Griego with Audubon, California, says funds should go to projects that take advantage of indigenous people's knowledge and connection to the land. We're emphasizing equity, specifically to ensure that tribes are receiving long-term funding for co-management of various coastal habitats, with the end goal of returning ancestral lands to tribes. I'm Suzanne Potter. The groups are also promoting so-called blue carbon programs to restore coastal habitats, including wetlands, tidal marsh, and eelgrass. And the Utah Food Bank is responding to what it calls a record level of need for food assistance across the state. Alex Gonzalez explains. 
Lingering economic effects of COVID-19 compounded by rising inflation are presenting challenges for many Utah families as winter arrives. A survey from the American Farm Bureau Federation says Thanksgiving dinners will cost 20% more this year than last. And Utah Food Bank President and CEO Jeanette Bott says this is shaping up to be a holiday season like no other, as the clients they've served in the past are changing. But now we're seeing people that are coming to us for need for food who, one, have never asked before, two, have jobs and are pretty stable. And three, the inflation now is the issue that seems to be impacting those families they've never had to help before. Bot says it's important to mention the highest spike in need is typically seen during the summer months when many Utah kids don't get to eat breakfast and lunch at school. She adds the need for assistance over the holiday season also seems to increase as families use the funds they would normally spend on food on other things. Utah Food Bank distributed about 67 million pounds of food last year or about 56 million meals. Finally, Daniel Smith lets us know a case involving Big Pharma and the community health centers that serve low-income and uninsured patients had opening arguments this month. Three drug makers, AstraZeneca, Sanofi, and Nova Nordis, are suing the federal government for the right to restrict price rebates for drugs dispensed at health centers. Bacheria Keys, with the National Association of Community Health Centers, says this cuts into the center's revenue and ultimately affects public health. So as health centers have been losing money, and that translates into losing services for patients, pharmaceutical manufacturers have actually made money over the last two years while safety net providers like health centers are passing out their COVID-19 vaccines to the most underserved community. The three drug companies did not immediately reply to requests for comment. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member and listener supported. We're heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. Good evening, Americans. We are just never ready for this kind of thing in this country. We deplore the hotheads elsewhere in the world who change governments with guns, but we try to ignore the fact that now four of our own presidents have been cut down by assassins. It had been such a tremendous welcome at the Dallas airport and all along the parade route that Mrs. Kennedy who had become perhaps his greatest political asset, turned to her husband and said, You can't say Dallas wasn't friendly to you. Moments later, in the back seat of that open car, she cradled her husband's bleeding head in her arms, saying, Oh, no, oh, no. Top speed, it was still five minutes to Parkland Hospital. Mrs. Kennedy did not collapse, no hysteria. When she entered the hospital, her chic fuchsia suit was covered with her husband's blood. President Kennedy, within 30 minutes, was dead from a bullet in his brain. There was another wound in the president's neck which could have been from the same bullet. Mrs. Kennedy's wish was to return to Washington immediately to be with the children. The bullets, by now you know, came from a warehouse window. On the fifth floor, police found the remains of some fried chicken and some paper. The assassin had waited there for some time. And a Mauser rifle with a scope sight. Three cartridges fired, one still in the chamber. Dallas policemen advised that a suspect had entered a theater in the Riverside section, chased him there. There was a shootout. One policeman was killed. The suspect was captured, Lee H. Oswald, at 24. They dragged him from the theater, screaming. Evidence is piling up against him. He was employed in a building where the murder weapon was found. Lee H. Oswald traveled in Russia in 1959, married a Russian woman, renounced his American citizenship, tried to apply for Russian citizenship. 
that significant, significant killed by extreme right-wing elements, now it develops the assassin's allegiance was red. He wore a brown shirt, uniform of a Castro-Communist terrorist, and he, Lee Oswald, is chairman of the pro-Castro outfit called the Fair Play for Cuba Committee. Governor Connolly, with a bullet through his back that came out his chest, fractured his wrist, underwent surgery. He is conscious, condition good. Vice President Johnson, who was riding in a separate car a considerable distance behind Kennedy's, was unhurt. Lyndon Johnson is now President of the United States. Within less than two hours of the President's death aboard the presidential plane in Dallas, Johnson took the oath of office sworn in by a woman judge and then took off with the widow and the body for Washington. When the first news came today, before it was even confirmed that the President had been killed, a flood of cell orders hit the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. They rang the bell, closed down for the day, but before they could, industrials had plummeted $21. And the commodity exchanges closed down, and Congress recessed, and sporting events most everywhere scheduled for tonight are canceled. Pope Paul, advised, went to his private chapel to pray. General Douglas MacArthur, in a telegram to Mrs. Kennedy tonight, said, quote, I realize the utter futility of words at such a time, but as a former comrade in arms, his death kills something within me. The President's special car has a bulletproof bubble glass top, but the top was down today so that he could wave to the enthusiastic crowds. The Dallas reception was the most enthusiastic of any stop in Texas. For weeks, a big debate raged over who of the city's luminaries would get to sit at the head table this noon. Nobody did. And on the President's White House desk tonight are the calls and the callers and the documents and the urgent things to be done which could not possibly await his attention for another day. But they will wait now. It is for us that one must grieve tonight. For a generation which has so refined its intellect that it can split atoms and communicate with the moon and yet remains at the mercy of its own undisciplined emotions. If the world is one day destroyed, it'll come just like this, you know. It'll not be the H-bomb that did it. It'll be the greed or the fear or the hate that set it off. Paul Harvey. Good night. ABC Chicago. Anthropology's Holiday Shop is open and ready for your gift lists. It's the one-stop go-to shop for gifting. With best-selling candles, cozy slippers, exclusive beauty sets, stocking stuffers, gift cards, and so much more. From hand-selected bundles to one-of-a-kind gifts to personal shopping services, Anthropology will take the guesswork out of gifting and make holiday shopping a more magical experience. Learn more and shop today at anthropology.com. Fox Weather. Good morning, I'm meteorologist Jason Fraser, and here's the very latest from America's Weather Center. While the historic snowstorm that blanketed western New York may have ended, but there's still a small chance for seeing just a few flurries today. We should see the sun return for most of the northeast as well as the mid-Atlantic, but it's still going to be rather chilly uh, for those of you in those areas. But by tomorrow, we should start to see temperatures rebound. Meanwhile, it's going to be warming up across the central as well as the northern plains and the Midwest starting today and by Wednesday. We're expected to see high temperatures that are anywhere from 5 to 15 degrees above where they should be. We'll see some rounds of rain expected for the Sunshine State, mainly for those of you on the east coast of Florida. And that includes also those of you in Miami as well as Orlando. Get the very latest weather updates anytime, anywhere by downloading the Fox Weather app at foxweather.com. 
With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, an eyewitness account of the situation in the southern Ukrainian city of Kherson, liberated by the country's forces after months of Russian occupation. It comes from Georgia Tacy. She is the Ukraine program coordinator for the Save the Children Fund, and she's just returned from Kherson to the capital, Kiev. Driving into Kherson, you can see that it was indeed a bitter battleground in terms of block after block of just destroyed Uh, houses and grocery stores and gas stations, um, only to enter the town, which is heavily mined right now, with the people who have been without water and food for over two weeks, no power. The hospitals have some amazing staff that have stayed on. However, they have found themselves in a pretty dire situation. A lot of their materials and equipment have been looted. Medical instruments to surgical tables to wheelchairs to frozen food So whilst they have an amazing committed staff of surgeons and nurses, they aren't um, equipped with what they need, particularly as they're approaching winter. Uh, People are relieved that it has been retaken, but they have a long road ahead of them to recovery. She says NGOs are pivotal in getting water, food and cash to residents of Kherson, but the biggest challenge is dealing with Russia's efforts to destroy Ukraine's energy infrastructure just as the hard Ukrainian winter sets in. With FSN Spotlight... I'm Simon Marks.
Looking for another way to help out families in the community? Here is something just for you, and this is for Revive Elkhart. It is time to be thinking of Christmas and giving. At Kids Church Ministry each year, we bless our kids' families and ease their burden of Christmas gift giving. Many of you have helped in this process. Thank you. This year looks a little different. We plan to take all the moms shopping for a need and a want for each of their children. We believe that this will help strengthen the relationship we have with the moms and get to know them better. The majority are single mother homes with the average of four children. Our lady leaders will pick the moms up and take them shopping. This gives us it this gives some of the moms an opportunity to get exactly what their children need and want and have some effort in it as they wrap the presents themselves. It also allows a parent to give the present to the child. Fifty dollars per child for fifty children. That's a lot of children. We believe that God will provide an, provide all donations are tax deductible. We will send you a receipt. There are many ways to give. You can send a check, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, or simply message them. Perhaps you'd like to shop with us. We'd love to have you join us. We want to make it as easy as possible for our gracious givers. Would you consider sponsoring a local child or two? You can contact Brenda Miller at 574-538-7480. You can also find out more information at Kids Church Ministry located at 59466 County Road 33 and Middlebury, Indiana 46540. You can get together as a family, a small group, or a church or as a memorial to someone. Hope you get a chance to help out a family in need. Take care. Looking for another fun event to do during this holiday season? You can head over to Crossroads between County Road 17 and County Road 18 in Goshen, Indiana. And that will take place on December 4th from 5 to 8 p.m. and they will be having a burr bash. You can get free pictures with Santa, see a free petting zoo with real camel, free hot chocolate and cookies, a live Christmas concert, there will be food trucks available, and they will have a drive-in movie starting at 6.30 p.m. Hope you get a chance to enjoy some of the fun and exciting events happening in or around your local area. Take care. City residents, you have been invited to attend the Mayor's Holiday Open House, and that will take place on December 14th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Elkhart City Hall. They are asking everyone to join us for hors d'oeuvres, as well as bring a non-perishable or monetary donation for church community service. Hope you get a chance to celebrate and get to know the mayor a bit more, as well as supporting a local agency. Take care.
Looking for something fun to do this holiday season? Here's something just for you. You can head over to Southgate Crossing Holiday Spectacular. And that will take place on Friday, December 2nd from 5 to 9 p.m. As well as Saturday, December 3rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And this will be a free admission. They will have over 100 in-house craft, artisan food, and antique vendors. In addition to the handmade artisans that will be at the Southgate Crossing. Southgate Crossing is located at 27751 County Road 26 in Elkhart, Indiana. Take care and have a wonderful day. December and requests were pouring in. The North Pole was buzzing and production should begin. But all the kids kept asking for were pets to meet their wishes. No juvenile demands like trains and toy dishes. And Santa was distressed because zoological requests kept mounting right up to the sky and to the Lord he began to cry Danny wants a sharp hey Jimmy wants a hound and Nancy wants a baby alligator Karen wants a kitty Joe wants sense city Tamika says iguanas would he later Santa prayed what can I do this is too much like a zoo they want to fit in my sleigh Lord, do you have a solution to this holy situation? Lord, what do you say? Now Santa, he's no different than you and me and the rest. He didn't the Lord to hear to answer much the less. He worried and he troubled and he fretted in despair. So much he barely noticed the answer to his prayer. In the still small voice that came, the Lord called out his name, saying, Santa, I have heard your plea. The solution Angie wants a baby alligator. Karen wants a kitty. Joe wants San City. Tomika says iguanas would elate her. Listen, here's what you should do with the temporary zoo. You won't need your sleigh. If critters are what you deliver, like Noah and Ark would be better. 
silence Santa thanked the Lord for his call But he wasn't really sure Just how the ark would do at all My reindeer, he reasoned Had both some mighty loads in task But the burden of an ark Would be beyond what I could ask Lord, I appreciate your advice It really is kind of nice To think that you'd respond to me this way The Lord was heard to say, Danny wants a sharp page, Jimmy wants a hound, and Angie wants a baby alligator. Karen wants a kitty, Joe wants a city, Tamika says iguanas would elate her. Santa, here's what you should do, it's as simple as one to zoo, put your sleigh away. He wanted to justify himself, so he asked, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert and the lawyer clerk, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. You see, the story of the Good Samaritan, a kindness act was done. A man was attacked by robbers. Three people that day saw this man. Two did nothing, and one did. A priest. You would think a priest would have stopped and helped the Samaritan, but never did. The Levite would have, should have stopped and helped, but never did. Back then, there was a lot of disagreements between different groups. They were not kind to each other. 
And so that caused tension. But the last person that stopped was a Samaritan. And the Samaritan stopped and helped the man out. He bandaged up his wounds. He put oil and wine on him. And then he put him on his own donkey and took him to an inn. But he also paid the inn to a denarii. And a denarii equals a day's daily wage of a day of a laborer. And so he paid the innkeeper two days worth of work. So he looked after him. And so when he came back the next day, he reimbursed the innkeeper for any extra expense that may have occurred. Out of these three, which one do you think was the one for mercy? It is the Samaritan. The Samaritan did not know who this individual was. He remembered what the Lord said. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Who are our neighbors? Our neighbors are anybody we meet. Anybody that we see on the streets, go to stores, policemen, firefighters, and the list goes on. You can show kindness to everybody, even if you don't particularly like them. The parable of the Good Samaritan is a good example of how we should love others and treat others with kindness. Out of all the three people that passed by that man that day, they all struggled with something. But the one who showed mercy was a Samaritan. We don't know what nationality we don't know if the man what the man was was he Israelite was he a Jew was he a Samaritan Levite we don't know what that man was nobody knows all we know that he was a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers so you're not know you don't know who he is whether he was somebody who was particularly a tax collector maybe he was a person of a light we don't know that but you can see here in this Good Samaritan that three people passed by this man who was hurt, two people did nothing, and the third person did. And there's a lot that goes into this as you're reading it. Question is, who is your neighbor? We have kindness week approaching next week. So we can do a lot of things for ourselves and our neighbors. Maybe you can be this Good Samaritan and if you see somebody on the streets who's struggling, maybe you can stop and say a prayer for them. Maybe if you have some extra, you can give it away. If you see someone who is just needs to get by and is struggling but don't know how to help, you could give them, you can make them a blessing back. There's a lot that you can do for Kindness Week. You could be like a Samaritan who saw somebody and did something about it. Or you could be like the priest and Levi who walked straight on by and did nothing. We have to think, who is our neighbor? And our answer, my friends, and everyone listening, is everybody around us. You may have the richest thing in the world, but your neighbor does not. You may have food, but your neighbor does not. There is a lot of things that us Americans have that third world countries do not. There's a lot of things you can do for Kindness Week. And it's home of November as we're anticipating the month of Thanksgiving. 
as you take a listen and deep in and really think about the parable of Good Samaritan and what he's trying to say here, you will know that you can make a difference in the life of somebody else. 10.27 says it all. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So, remember, you can be like the priest and Levite who walks on by and did nothing to help this man who was hurt. Or you can be like Samaritan who stopped, showed mercy to this man, and went about his way. So, who is your neighbor? Take care.